right, howdy everybody. Welcome back to the College Film Runner podcast. Today I'm joined with my good friend Sebastian Lecouture. Sebastian, thanks so much for coming on. Howdy, howdy. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, yeah. So just, yeah, just tell me a little bit about yourself, like what you do here at A&M, some of your hobbies, anything. Okay, so <laughs> my name is Sebastian. I am a junior kinesiology major from Houston, Texas. Um, I'm pre-med. I want to be a doctor one day. Um, love to slackline, play soccer, ping pong, a lot of active stuff, love nature. Um, and I like to get a little philosophical. Oh, yeah? Find a little deep meaning and some random stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited for this. Of course, yeah. And, and yeah, like um, like this, I started this podcast to sort of unpack a lot of the these, like, philosophical meanings behind movies. And you mentioned you're, you have an interest in philosophy and big, like, adventure nature guys. So just, um, like just historically whenever you watch movies or sci-fi movies or just any movies have you ever sort of thought of any like deeper meaning of like oh like how does this relate back to life or do you kind of just like casually watch movies or what's your sort of experience with that yeah so i love music or movies that well music too <laughs> that um will teach me about myself and how how the whole human mind works, the human body works, how everything works. And um, I love uh, just seeing how things relate back to um, faith as well. That's just a big aspect of everything. And yeah, I think this movie has some as well. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, today I would love to talk to you about um, After Earth, the 2013 movie with both Will Smith and Jaden Smith. And I remember a few days ago, we were talking about this movie and, and you mentioned that that it really stuck out to you. And honestly, at first I was kind of surprised. I was like, After Earth? Like, wasn't that movie kind of like a flop back in the day? But um, I watched it for the first time and and I, I loved it. It was like, I, I thought it was a great movie. And I was like, man, like, like what did... Like, why did people think this was a flop? But um, but you mentioned that, like, you had liked this movie before. And I know you recently just rewatched this movie. But, like, what about After Earth just kind of, like, sticks out to you? So I watched this movie eight years ago for the first time. I watched it in Colombia in theaters in 2013. And I will just never forget the way I felt during the movie. There was uh, so much, like, intensity and suspense in, in these scenes. And it all had some really deep meaning um, with the relationship between Will Smith and Jaden. Um, and especially around the topic of fear, which is something that I think about a lot in life. So, yeah. Yeah, of course. And just, yeah, like the premise of this movie, it, you know, it very much has to do with the idea of fear because you have like this, this alien, these alien creatures, I think they're called the Ursa. And, you know, they they're blind, but they can, they can smell and sense fear. And that's what like, that's what attracts them. And so like the humans in this super futuristic timeline, you know, they have to train themselves to like not feel fear. And that that's like a big part of the movie. And it's like training themselves to like, I guess, sort of not feel this human emotion. And I think you can sort of see that when playing into the relationship between Will Smith, the father, and Jaden Smith, the son, because I feel like at the heart of this movie, it's a father and a son relationship. And 
Um, Will Smith is like a highly decorated general who has like a lot of experience fighting these creatures and has like mastered the art of ghosting, I think it's called, where you um, completely mute out all the fear. But he's sort of, I feel like throughout the movie, he's very like sort of cold and lacks a lot of like emotion, especially with his son. And he always like looks at his son like he wants him to be like the best cadet and not necessarily like having that true loving father-son relationship so in a way I feel like it's almost like trying to mute out that human emotion has sort of like hindered his relationship with his son if that makes sense but yeah like how do you weigh in on that yeah so I can definitely uh, relate to that and just the this kind of desire of the father to have a son that is perfect to have a son that is just succeeds in the way that he believes is success. Um, yeah, my father has always wanted me to be very successful. And part of that might look like being a doctor. Um, and I've found, I've found joy in wanting what he wants and, and enjoy in my role in that. But definitely I feel the pressure of, uh, just like the, the stiffness of this goal. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel, I definitely relate to Jaden in his struggles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think just as a man, it's, it's natural to sort of want to like please or live up to the expectations of our fathers or those like influential male figures in our life and to, to sort of want to like live in, like live up to that and like live up to those expectations that are set for us. And we can see that in the movie as well. And with Jaden, who wants nothing more than to be a ranger and to please his father. And then when they crash land on earth, um, Will Smith is basically, you know, guiding him on his journey throughout the whole movie. And he's still just trying to live up to, to the standards of being good enough in his father's eyes. And um, something that I found was interesting was throughout the movie, Will Smith, until the very end, he never referred to his son as son. He always referred to him as cadet. Like he would do something. He was like, well done cadet. And just like, kind of like a cold monotone kind of way. And, you know, Jaden feels frustrated at the beginning of the film because he doesn't pass to advance to a ranger. And he sort of feels like he let his father down. And he's like, he's like, oh, cadet, you need to, you need to focus and hone in and stuff. And just like throughout the whole movie, everything he does, he calls him cadet, cadet, cadet. And then finally, towards the end of the film, when their communication link finally fails, that's when he finally refers to him as son for the first time. You hear him say, like, where's my son? And that, I feel like that's something that kind of, like, stuck out to me was, like, he didn't necessarily know how to fully convey that fatherly love until he thought he lost his son. And that's when he, like, I feel like that's truly when, when his mind was sent back to like he's my son like I need to get back in contact with my son which yeah I think that's just a very sort of interesting small detail in the movie yeah I agree it's it's really um bold to see how how Will Smith keeps going with this really strict uh sergeant regimen um all the way up until the end of the movie um even whenever he gets up out of his chair he he doesn't go to hug Jaden. He actually stands up and gives him a salute. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just goes back to, again, like the childlike love that Jaden has because he knows that the response should be to salute back, but he doesn't. He immediately goes and just gives him a big hug. Yeah, it's yeah, that's definitely such an interesting dynamic. And yeah, like like going off of what we were just saying before, like I think it's sort of implied throughout the movie that they sort of had like a good family environment before and um, Jaden Smith actually had like an older sister and the older sister, just from like the scenes that we see of her, like in flashbacks, she seems to be like a very joyous and very like happy figure in the family. Um, but we find out that she was murdered by one of the, one of the alien creatures. And you can tell that that sort of, um, that, that memory sort of haunts Jaden Smith and Will Smith and also their mother throughout the whole film. And I think that tragedy sort of, I guess, made a lot of their family dynamic more, more difficult, I guess. And they all are sort of dealing with that tragedy differently. And, you know, relating that back to real life, if, you know, if hard times or, you know, tragedy affect, you know, us and our family, it's, you know, it's hard to deal with that, especially if, you know, we're not fully being authentic with each other. And like, like Will and Jaden Smith, for example, like in the face of that tragedy, Will Smith is trying to keep the facade of being this like super decked out general who can tune out his human emotions to Jaden Smith when, you know, really maybe all that time what Jaden needed was a father, a loving father. And um, maybe like if they were more authentic or more in tune with their emotions, that family dynamic could have, you know, maybe been a little bit better. But yeah, I guess like, what do you think about just being authentic with emotions? Yeah, so I, you're right. They, there was a lot of lack of communication there. And I think that whole scene with uh, the sister was something that really kind of, I feel like breaks up their relationship between the son and the father, because they both kind of, um, in their own way failed or they feel like they feel like they failed as as a man um Jaden by not coming out of the box the bubble to go save his sister and Will as well for not being there for his family in that moment um, and it definitely I feel like each of them blames themselves for it and and they hold a lot of um, of tension there yeah most definitely and and, you know, throughout the movie, like I was saying earlier, Jaden Smith just, he, he still just wants nothing more than to to please his father and to to be able to live up to the expectations of, like, being a ranger. Yeah. And um, and even to the extent, even to the extent of Jaden will, was wanting to prove his father, like, that he could do it so much that he would even lie to him whenever he had four... Um, little containers left of oxygen. He was running out of oxygen and two of them had broken. And instead of telling his father the truth, he lied, saying that he had all four when he only had two, thinking that he could just power through it. Um, And I think that was a really big, big scene of just, like, are you willing to lie to someone who's helping you, to someone who wants the best for you? Um, Just kind of like a lack of trust. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's like, 
you know, even though Will Smith doesn't necessarily know how to convey the most authentic fatherly love, you can still that he very you can still tell that he very much wants the best for his son and is very much obviously wants his son to survive. And but Jaden, you know, even in the midst of having two of his oxygen vials breaking, he still, you know, lies to his father and is like, everything's fine. Like I still have four, like the count is fine. You know, even though that's a very serious thing that can very much affect his journey, um, he thinks that just because he was like, he lost two vials, he thinks that his dad would maybe somehow like not be proud of him or think less of him, which, which I, yeah, I think it's, it's just such a, such an interesting thing because I think that's just so common, like in real life, like we're just so worried about not pleasing like the people who matter to us most in our lives and like some like we just even sometimes resort to like lying like or like oh like things are going good in school or like oh things are going good in my life you know even if they're not because we're just deep down like I think overall just as as humans we're scared of like that authenticity it's really interesting yeah and so in that scene he whenever he finally told Will that there was only two oxygen tanks he admitted lying and and kind of like the truth is revealed and and their relationship is kind of back on the same page. And this is, I think, a huge turning point to where Jaden changes from wanting to just fulfill the desires of his father to to once the truth came out and his father said, like, OK, abort mission. He said, like, you've done everything you can and I'm proud of you, but we have to abort now. And Jaden in this time is now like, like, no, like this can't be like, actually, like, I don't believe you. He's just in denial. And, and now he wants it for himself. He wants to prove himself. Right. Um, and, and so he's standing on the edge of this cliff and he decides to be bold. And what does he do then? He jumps off the cliff and does, does the skydive that Will Smith said abort, like, don't do that. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's such a, you know, that's such an interesting thing because I think, I think just when it comes to, you know, like, like it, we can want to please those who matter to us like so much or like have people set expectations for us so much. But, you know, I feel like, like true change or like true acceptance comes when we're doing it for ourselves and not for others. Like, you know, throughout the movie, everything Jaden is doing is solely to like please his father or live up to his father's expectations. But yeah, like, like you mentioned at that point, Will Smith says like, you've done everything you can. Like this is outside of your realm of control. Like I'm proud of you, but abort the mission at that point. It's, you know, it, yeah. Like you said, it didn't become about pleasing his father anymore. It became about wanting that like acceptance for himself and that, that sense of a little bit of pride and and having that and you know then he ended up having the the monster chase him which led you know that was like a like a tense scene and you were like is he going to do it like is he going to be able to be able to ghost himself and like tune out that fear emotion and because you know the whole movie he he's very sort of clumsy and you know gets <laughs> gets bit by like a parasite and fights off tigers in the giant's bird's nest and loses two of his oxygen vials so it's like man like he's 
he's truly not ready. So then when that alien finally finds him towards the end of the movie, you're thinking like, wow, like, is he really going to do it? You know, he's, he took that leap of faith literally <laughs> off, off the mountain and it's about himself now, but is, is he actually going to do it? And when he is able to do it, it's kind of like this big momentous scene because, you know, in, in a way I, I think it can be interpreted as like, he changed his perspective to do it for himself, not necessarily as much for his father. And at that point he had already lost um, radio contact with his father as well. Yeah, really cool concept. Um, I want to bring it back to uh, the scene with the bird. Mm. So he jumps off the cliff and this bird kind of seems like attacks him. And so he wakes up in the bird's nest along with the baby birds. And, and then there's just chaos. But what we didn't realize about the bird was um, really his intentions and what, why he was there. Because... Later in the movie, Jaden is walking alone and it's just his last steps because he's being caught by the cold. He's having ice all over his body, getting frostbite, ready to give up. He he had fallen over, completely ready to to just give up. And this giant bird just comes and um, kind of makes a, makes a shelter for him and keeps him warm for the night. And and allows him to survive another day. And then Jaden gets back up and he finds the bird and he goes to thank him um, just because he acknowledges like the this gift that the bird has given him another day of life. And then going closer, he realizes how this bird had just sacrificed his life for him. This bird had now died in the, in the cold. Um, yeah, just this idea of like fully giving of one's life for another and of someone that he would have never expected, like this bird that, you know, he didn't do anything to to deserve that love. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that's honestly one of the, the most powerful scenes in the film because, you know, throughout the movie, they're they're very much just like setting up this idea that Earth is like an inhospitable planet that humans like throughout hundreds and hundreds of years of just like pollution and everything have basically made the planet inhospitable. And over the course of thousands of years, like everything on earth has adapted to basically not be at all hospitable to humans, including like the plant and animal life and like the earth freezing overnight. Um, and so, yeah, like then you have this bird who initially is, is a predator to Jaden Smith and, you know, like this massive bird that obviously has like evolved over time, but um, like, yeah, this massive bird who is like, you know, literally trying to kill him as he's like jumping off the mountain, but he ends up in the bird's nest and fights off a lot of those like tigers that are trying to eat the baby birds. And, um, you know, Jaden doesn't really have much interaction with the bird at that point, but yeah, like, like you mentioned later on in the film, then when, Jaden Smith is succumbing to the cold and the earth freezing over that bird then finds him and builds that nest for him and lays on top of him to support him with body heat. And, and then upon, yeah, upon the morning, then he sees that that bird is dead. And it, it, it's a beautiful sense of initially like man versus nature, but then 
being in tune with that nature and having that like mutualistic relationship with with the bird and fully yeah like you mentioned fully giving of oneself for the good of another in a, in a way that was completely unexpected because you know it wasn't it wasn't Jaden Smith sacrificing itself it wasn't Will Smith sacrificing itself it was this bird who initially was set up to be a predator but then ended up saving Jaden Smith's life by fully giving itself in that sacrifice knowing that it wouldn't survive by staying out there in the night. And yeah, I, I think that's just a really, really beautiful scene and, and sort of goes against the, the initial setup of like the earth being, you know, completely hostile. And it's like, well, is the earth completely hostile? Like just naturally, or, you know, is there still room for those like mutualistic relationships to be built? Right. Um, yeah, and so I I think uh, I relate a lot um, with the idea of of God's love and who God is to me in in the relationship between Jaden and Will, in the way he's going through something really hard, and Will is there just in his head, guiding him, telling him where to go, telling him how to how to live, um, and sometimes he's hard on him, sometimes he's strict, but it's always in order for him to to survive and to, and to be happy and to be able to succeed in what he wants. Um, and, and that's why the bird really became even more important because even though when you have the times of you feel distance from God, you kind of feel like you don't hear his voice. Like Jaden was no longer hearing his father's voice. Um, and you don't have the guidance of God, but, but God is always there and, and, and he'll work through, through others. And just the same way he sent down his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. Um, and this bird came out of nowhere. We, like, we didn't deserve it, but he came and, and saved mm -hmm. him. Um, and it just goes to show how God will work through others a lot of times. And we just have to um, trust that he's always there, even when we can't hear him. Absolutely. And yeah, just what, what a beautiful way to bring faith into a movie that maybe so many people don't don't realize and so many god-like figures in the movie especially in will smith and also the bird who was an unexpected um christ-like figure but yeah just the idea of like knowing god's plan or like having the stepping stones laid out for us and then all of a sudden like maybe being thrown into something where maybe you don't feel god's presence as much or maybe like you don't know the way of, on the journey or like you're thrown into a air quote hostile environment like Jaden Smith was on, on earth. But, um, you know, yeah, like, like you said, just seeing God in, in everything in our life, like, like that bird, for example, who Jaden Smith never would have expected to view as a, as a savior type figure, but ended up literally saving his life and sacrificing itself for him in a, in a way very similar to Jesus. And, yeah, it's just, I think that's just this beautiful connection of faith. And, you know, obviously, you know, we're both Catholic. So it's really nice to apply sort of like, you know, Catholic faith teaching and philosophy into, into sci-fi movies as well, especially a movie that a lot of people either watched once and forgot about or skipped completely because they saw just bad reviews online. But 
yeah, just incredible. Yeah, as soon as I saw that bird and and realized it was good, like I was like, wow, it's like the dove and the Holy Spirit. Like literally, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit came and worked through someone and saved his life. Like, yeah, wow. Um, there's a lot of aspects of faith, and now I'm thinking of the story of Peter. Um, he was standing in this boat, um, looking towards God and trusting Him, and he steps out, walks on water, and he he continues to walk, you know, with this strength and this peace that nothing can hurt him until he begins to doubt and he lets fear enter his mind and he immediately falls under and he loses everything that that gave him strength um and and that's what that's what i saw in this scene with jaden and the ursa and how he's able to just walk peacefully like ghosting until until he doubts and and it's all over from there at that point. Um, you know, there's there's so much receptivity to, to the pain. Um, and, you know, he could have died until that's when he remembered his father's words and remembered his father's guidance. And he said, fear isn't real. Fear doesn't exist. Um, and and I think that's true. That's true in real life. You know, like fear is not of God. Everything that was created uh, was meant for us and, and fear is not, you know, there for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's such a, that's such a really cool parallel that honestly, I didn't even think of until now the idea, like you mentioned Peter in the boat with Jesus and Jesus calling out to Peter and Peter walking on the water and, you know, he's locked in on, on Jesus and he has that, that faith, but then, yeah, he lets, doubt starts to creep in he lets fear start to slip in and then that's when that's when he starts to fall and you know in in a, i guess yeah a different interpretation of you know tuning out the fear in the movie and completely zoning in can yeah be definitely interpreted to like how are we like bringing god into our into our lives every day like are we like are are we keeping god as the focus of our lives or are we you know, letting doubt and fear slip in or like, are we questioning God? Just like all these things that, that, you know, like, like you mentioned, like doubt and fear, like, like that, like that's not of God. And we have to, you know, focus on God and see, like find ways to see God in, in the little things of our life. And that's, yeah, that's such an interesting connection that honestly I didn't even make until now. Yeah. It's it's beautiful how how movies can bring out God's love. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just just for time's sake, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up. But Seb, thanks so much for talking about this movie with me and even introducing this movie to me. Because honestly, like if it wasn't for our conversation a few days ago, I probably never would have seen this movie. But you know, just just from watching this movie myself and our conversation right now, like I, there's there's definitely so many ways to view this movie and i think i think this movie is just worth a watch or a rewatch for anybody because there's there's a lot there's a lot to see here yeah it's it's a beautiful movie hit me in the heart um i'm glad to be able to talk about it with you thanks for much so much for having me and yeah thanks of course and thank you everybody for tuning in on the college film runner podcast